Good morning, St. Paul and Twin Cities. This is your Unbougie Foodie. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, yeah, this is it's a wonderful morning. <laughs> um, and I want to start off by saying thank you so much again for tuning in. So if you're having your, again, your cup of coffee, relaxing, whatever. This is... I'm hoping everything is going to work out the way that I want it to, because I have a very special person that I'm going to be interviewing on the line. Um, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the, <laughs> the coordination of this is important. So, um, you know how you always have, you have someone that is in your, that influences you to do something if you would um and just feed your creativity or the thought process that goes along with it yeah uh i'm hoping that he's going to call <laughs> uh it's my father and i at least i hope so <laughs> it's otherwise we're gonna have to try to do something differently <laughs> uh anyway um, I really wanted to take this opportunity to just kind of like uh, talk to him and just give him, uh, you know, have the conversation with him uh, regarding, you know, his thought with food and how he came up with it and or how he comes up with a number of his dishes and so forth. Um, for me, it is. I sit back and I look at him and um, how he creates certain things and honestly it really is just it really is just uh, oh and there he is hi caller how are you today I'm good. Daddy, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, again, folks, this is my father, um, Cleveland, Cleveland Wright, calling all the way from Los Angeles. So, uh, like I started the show, and uh, I just wanted to give people opportunity to understand that you're, we sit back as your children and everything and watch your creativity. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to be on the on the air with me uh, as your son <laughs> and uh, talk about some of the foods and everything that we know have been we've been influenced by. Uh, so tell us first off, if you would, um, where did you learn to cook the way that you do, Daddy? Oh, well. I, I was, I'm a truck driver for a long time. And uh, I get, I'm tired of eating food from a restaurant. So when I get home from the road, I don't want no food prepared from a restaurant. And I want it prepared the way I want it. So I thought, you know, going in the kitchen, experimenting with stuff. And that's basically the way it happened. And we see that uh, a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to say that because, you know, I have a little bit of a 
I didn't throw you under the bus. I just kind of said this is your style of cooking or whatever is you will go into the refrigerator, the cabinet and see what do we have? What vegetables don't we have? And then we'll take off to the to the store. Am I right? Right. And then I can get a store run and get what I think I need. Right. Exactly. Which and I I want I've always wondered, dang, will I ever get to that point? And believe it or not, you know, I know I really haven't cooked for you all like you all have cooked, you know, for us children and everything. But yeah, hopefully that'll happen. Um, so you know, my that creativity is kind of rubbing off. So I thank you for that. <laughs> Um, well, it's just it's not a fact. It's, it's what it is. That if you eat a certain thing all the time, you get tired of it. Right. But then if you want to eat something else, you want to eat something that's healthy for you. You know, right? That's good for you. Of course. So, if you remember, I created that salad that I made, and I can't tell you what it's called. <laughs> I don't have a name for it, but it's something that I created, and everybody liked it. And I like it, and so that's that's the main dish of now when we get together. So that's that kind of brings a really good segue into what we need to talk about. You know, we're going to be talking about you know some of these dishes and and salads and sides and so forth that you create. Um, and that first one that you mentioned, that salad, that one, it has so many types of vegetables in it, and. Can you tell us a little bit about it and, um, yeah, just what goes into it? And, again, you don't have to go through any measurements and so forth like that, but at least just tell us the different types of ingredients that are, are in that salad. It is start with a, with a, with a uh, medium-sized onion, sliced all the way, and two cucumbers, take the skin off, slice that up, you get three medium-sized tomatoes, cut that up, and then you get uh, uh, about a six or seven mushrooms, cut that up, and you get two jalapeno peppers, split them down the middle, take the seeds out, slice that up, and you get a, a, a cup of cilantro, fresh cilantro, throw in it, get two medium avocados, Cut them up, and then you stir it up. You put a you put a half a teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of pepper, two tablespoons of vinegar, and two tablespoons of coconut oil, and you stir it up. There it is. Voila. <laughs> and like you said, there's not a name for it or anything, but uh, I do have to say that you know I've <laughs> right. Everybody likes it. Everybody loves it. As a matter of fact, because you know I made it years ago when I came to visit when I went home. I they made it or he made it. I'll say we made it because you know I have to be in the kitchen because he calls yeah. me. Yes, he has to he calls me and be in the kitchen, which I don't mind. I don't mind it. My sisters, on the other hand, they're like, okay, Chopper, go up in the kitchen and work with Daddy, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> they don't like doing that sometimes. Anyway, we made this salad, and I posted it online, and just people were like, what is in that 
tell us what the ingredients are. And I'm like, I wasn't really paying attention. This was like, uh, I think a couple of years ago that you made this. And I, you know, I wasn't all writing down ingredients and everything. Because I'm sorry, when you're in the kitchen with my father, you don't write down ingredients. I mean, you don't write down any type of notes or anything. You either have to pay attention and either remember it or... Yeah, maybe he'll tell you like he's telling us kind of now <laughs> or not. Um, okay, I know we talked a little bit, you know, we were preparing for the show and I was uh, I was asking my father, what are some of his favorite um, dishes to make uh, for our, for the family? And one of the things which I, my sisters and I'm telling you other relatives when they find out that he's about to make this, they go kind of crazy. They'll be like, oh, save me a plate. I'm coming right now and everything. Daddy, the pork loin. Yes. <laughs> so yes. tell us about a little bit about the pork loin and your process of doing a pork loin. And first off, yes. I, I got to ask you, what's is there a particular size of a pork loin that you get? Not, not really. Not really. It all depends on how many people is coming by, you know? All right. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be getting with it. You know, first off, I, I will tar it out real good. And I will go to the store and get me some uh, some uh, cilantro, some garlic, bell pepper, and uh, onions. And uh, I will put it in a blender with a little bit of vinegar. And I would blend it down to nothing, to, to, you know. And I would put it in, in a, they got that, that injection thing that you used to do turkeys with. Right. I would put it in there. And I would inject the the, uh, the roast all over. And then I would wrap it up. And I would stick it in the oven at 350 for two hours. And then I would take the wrapper off. And put it in there for 30 minutes. And then take it out. Voila. <laughs> and, and he's not, he makes it seem so simple because of the steps and everything. There is a process to it and every, and, and whatnot, but well, uh, go ahead. <laughs> the process is, is like uh, cooking is like uh, it's a passion. You have to you have to stick your finger on something and taste it and it don't taste good. You, you have to put something else in it. You know? Oh, that's what I cook. And but I'm not cooking for a restaurant. I'm cooking for my family. So I know what my family likes. So that's what I do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, it's interesting. Not interesting, but um, has everybody in, you know, relatives, aunts, uncles, or whatever, have they all been interested in cooking? Because I know, yes, you and Aunt Louise, um, like my aunt at one point had um, a restaurant in Los Angeles. A, I, I would say a popular one. It was, and it just, I mean, I would go by there years ago, many years ago. Um, and the food was just like my father's. I mean, I know they grew up in the same household and everything, but would you say that your cooking styles, Daddy, are the similar or what? Yeah, it's similar. It's similar. It changes a little bit. Mine changes a little bit. 
when I start going on the road and coming home, and while driving on the road, I would think of different things, that how it would taste, because I would go for hours not eating, and when I do stop somewhere to eat, the food would be so nasty, you know? <laughs> So when Aunt Louise had her restaurant, um, there were pretty much, they were just staples. And if you could talk a little bit about staples that Belizeans actually, that they have. And I mentioned it on the show before uh, numerous times, but um, like oxtail and uh, stew beans and rice. Um, What other things, I mean, those are just ones that just really pop in my head. At first, uh, here in Minnesota or Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, we have certain places or restaurants that do uh, cater to Caribbean cuisine. Uh, there are just certain things that I guess I've tasted from them. Um, but what other things, you know, do you feel that like we're at the restaurant that would be of interest or that, you know, that it was something that we cooked at home or that you cooked at home? I said I should say. Yes, because <laughs> I'm just going to say the potato salad. I, I love you, Twin Cities. I really do. I really do. But, um, yeah, Belizean potato salad, uh, yeah, you can't top it. You really can't. So Now that, you know, I don't eat, uh, I have to eat uh, healthy. So I don't put the chicken in the pot and do stew chicken no more like telling us that you know if we we the children or would eat way Belizeans did do whatever um you know people wouldn't be overweight I mean there I shouldn't say it like that that you all said it so directly because there was also when you had a meal or when you had you know dinner supper whatever that you went out and did things you had you know, went out and worked or, or walked down, you know, the road or whatever to do something. So it wasn't just, oh, we're going to have a meal and just sit down or whatever. Um, I know you're saying that you're eating healthier, um, you know, specifically with the chicken. But is there anything else that you're doing differently? Because sometimes all, not all Belizean foods is as healthy <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and you said that you said that yourself, but you know. Well, it's not it's not only delusions. I mean, people oh. all over 
Of words. course, of course. Like, like American people. That's okay? true. Because they, what happened is, first of all, they don't have no elevator. So they got to go somewhere. They run up the steps, the steps, you know? Yep. And they got to go to work. They go to work walking or on a bicycle. And if they, they got everywhere uh, else, go home for lunch. For lunch. They don't have lunch. So, I mean, but see, and that's the reason why I mentioned that, not in kind of to be funny or anything, but, um, but I'm, I'm just saying that when you all, when you all told us that, well, when you all, I'll just say when I heard it, I'm not going to put the blame on anybody or anything. Um, I didn't just take that as like, yeah, I'm just going to eat Belizean food all the time and I'll, you know, I'll be okay or whatever. No, I realize that there, and I think everyone realizes that there has to be some type of activity that you are doing, movement, exercise that you have to, because yeah, you can eat Belizean food. You could eat any food. I mean, not just Belizean food. I'm just using that as an example because, you know, this is our it's my culture. Um, but you could eat any food. It's knowing in moderation and then realizing that you have to do some type of movement, some type of exercise uh, to to stay in shape or to be more healthy. Am I, am I, am I right? Well, yes, but uh, religion exercise is a way of life. No, Most all the foreign countries, Jamaica, everywhere. Because of doing other activities and, and whatnot. You don't burn it off. So right. you will get fat. I mean, I don't mean heavy. I mean fat. I just, it's all, it's all uh, it's got a lot of starch in it. Uh, it's got a lot of calories in it. And, uh, you know, uh, cholesterol and everything. And if you don't, if you don't get out there burning it off, you don't get, you know, you know, it's fat. Now, question, though. You know, with all that, you know, you just mentioned, there are still ways to have uh, your own cultured food uh, without having all of the extra. I mean, you know, that would add on to the extra, any extra fat or cholesterol or, or calories. Let's put it that way. Am I right with that as well? Because yeah, I, yeah. Yes. 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 You're going to store it back. It's, uh, I tell you what, if you go to the store right now and you just got it on the shelf and you buy a bottle of coconut oil, okay, take it home with you and then go to the store next door, get a, uh, a whole coconut, take the shell out of it, put it in the blender, blend it, uh, squeeze the milk out of it, put it in the pot, 
and, and cookies to the, to the auto coming to the top of it, and put it alongside the one that you buy in the store, it'll be so much different and everything because you have to put stuff in it to preserve it. So it ain't going to be fresh. They're talking about fresh. can't be fresh. Un- it can be. Understood. So does that mean that... Uh, if you're going, can you do something like that, like with doing coconut milk or whatever? And is that the reason I should ask why uh, years passed? And I, I know some friends have actually did a coconut or bought a coconut and was trying to do that milk. And the only way I remember doing it was actually putting it on the stove and kind of what? Uh, I don't know, heating it up a bit or something like that. I don't know what that really helped doing. Or, Right. Chop it up in little pieces. Put it in the blender with some water. Right. Blend the puree, you know, and then you squeeze it. Squeeze the milk. Okay. So you don't you throw the trash away, and you put the milk on the stove, and you you boil it, and after after boiling it for a while, uh, all the fat will start floating on top of it, and you skim it off. Okay. But see that that could, you could still you you could use that though right and uh, you know for definitely various cooking or yeah. substitutes substituting yeah. the actual coconut yeah. oil that you actually buy in the store. Yes, 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 yes. But I, I think I don't buy. I would eat no uh, 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 put no uh, dressing on on the salad. Right. You know, because it, then it defeats the purpose. You put dressing on it because the dressing got calories in it and it got, you know, different sugars and whatever. You, so if you want to eat healthy, you have to stay away from something. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the rest of the stuff is not good. But for somebody that's trying to eat, you know, eat to the point to where you can eat a whole lot because a lot of people are big eaters. And don't hurt yourself by right. eating the wrong thing. You have to eat something that's not going to, you know, be bad for you. So, let's get back to the potato salad. I'm not going to keep you long because, you know, we, we talked salad. about that. <laughs> the potato salad is like, it's really, uh, it's, it, 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 unless you work in the restaurant, or you're doing a restaurant, potato salad is done mostly the way people like it, you know? I like it in a way that I would take uh, a pound of potatoes in the skin most of the time and put it in the pot and boil it. Boil it with three eggs. Eggs, you know, in the shell. Take them out, dice it up, slice the egg up, put it in, in, a, in a bowl. I get a, a cup of, uh, of peas and carrots. You know, you, you can buy it at the store, you know, peas and carrots again. Throw that in there, and then a uh, little black pepper, a little salt, and you get uh, some uh, get some uh, uh, tablespoon of yellow mustard, and uh, two tablespoon of uh, mayonnaise, and uh, stir it up. <laughs> and then when you get done, you throw a sprinkle, sprinkle a little paprika on top of it, and you know, it's done. Voila. See y'all again. Simple, but top-notch. It really is. I'm sorry. I'm not just saying that because my father or whatever. 
the whole thing. That's the way people uh, do it. Because I remember uh, somebody that put everything that they use out there, put it out there. And if they don't show you what measure of moderation to put in, in what you're going to cook, you will never get it right. True. You have to know what moderation to put of everything. And you can't put the same season on everything you cook. Because you don't work. So, like if you if you don't cook a piece of pork, if you don't put garlic on it, you don't you don't. It, to me, it don't come out right. Right. So, it goes together. So you know. I don't. I don't think I've ever asked you this question because you know our kid at home or when I'm at home or when growing up, we seem to have a whole bunch of different spices or just at least seasoning salt, salt and pepper, and uh, we called and and I know the what I know the whole it, it we called it Ricardo right it yeah. was um it was it was a mixture of like uh and and should they um chili or peppers dried it was a more of a paste and everything right uh, hold on just one minute hold on just a minute what is he gonna do my father's funny <laughs> in the in the meanwhile while he's getting the yeah this is it's live folks so I think he's probably going to go pull a, a spice or something. I, I'm I'm trying to lead up to asking him what his. It's called. It's called. It's it a seasoning. Okay. And it is, uh, you know, that's what it's called. You buy it in the store, and it's coming about. One pound back, half pound back, right? And that's that's what that's what he called. I, I was I, the reason why I was asking that is because I was going to ask what is what are your favorite seasonings? And I know that Ricardo is one that is used like for so many, specifically for for chicken, I think, and maybe others. But I just know it for chicken. Um, what other spices do you feel that you have to have in the kitchen? I mean, I must have. Some garlic salt, some black pepper, and some some of that stuff right there, and some thyme. Because the way I cook right now, that's all I will need. Understood. So, yeah, thanks so much for being on the phone with us. I appreciate it. You know, I, I know I didn't wake him up, but he was he's up anyway. But he had a long he had a long day yesterday, so I promised him I wasn't going to keep him very long. But I, before you go, we talked about one more dish. I think it was a sea, it was a uh, a, a fish dish, a, a salmon dish, wasn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Please uh, I, tell us a little bit about that. My friend he bought me some salmon, some salmon steaks, and I. Uh, I was sitting there thinking what I was going to do with it. And I finally decided I put it in the, in the, in the, in the sitting on aluminum foil. And I put salt and pepper, garlic salt, not no whole lot now. Garlic salt and black pepper on it. And uh, they're the same uh, stuff I told you. 
And uh, I cut up onions, slice of onions and bell pepper and a slice of uh, lemon on top of it. And I got a little, like I said, a tablespoon of coconut oil and drizzle on it. And I wrap it up in a foil and stick it in the oven 20 minutes. And you should try it. We will. All of the all of the recipes, I know we've been talking about it verbally and everything, but all of the recipes or I will do my utmost to make sure that a number of these recipes of these uh some of his creations uh are available online um on my Facebook page. Um so you know, if you if you I was gonna say if you've missed the show <laughs> It, listening to the show, if you have missed this information, I will do my utmost to make sure that it's available. If I have to even ask him, call him later and get some of this information, I will do that. But, man, um, Daddy, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, again, from Los Angeles, my father, the person that kind of really, you know, unknowingly has helped with my food creativity and interest in foods. So, again, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it, Daddy. Okay. Bye, <laughs> Of course. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> that was my father, folks. Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate him being on. Uh, yeah. Talking about food... He and I can really talk about food um, more than usual. Uh, I promised, I said I promised him I was going to keep him on, you know, very long because we could have went on for about another half an hour, but I have other topics that I want to talk about. Yeah, but he was tired anyway. (laughs) But yeah, thank you again, Daddy. I really appreciate that. So, Los Angeles, you can make things happen. Just got to reach out to people and. Tell him, hey, uh, I'd like you to be on the show. I know you're over in Los Angeles, but call me at this time. <laughs> so I'm glad that that happened. I'm glad that that worked out. But we have to do that a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I might have to call my aunt and let her tell about some different uh, when she had the restaurant. And the restaurant, by the way, by the way was uh, Caribbean Tea. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to all my family in Los Angeles. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you, that you all are tuning in. Um, you know, my father probably said, you know, I'm going to be on the radio with my son. <laughs> and that's fine. Anyway, uh, that that was, I, I love that part of just being able to sit and talk to my father. And just most of the times our conversations happen since I've gotten older, much older. Our conversations serious conversations happen when we're cooking um and my thing is always it's bringing people food is bringing people together um within the household out in the community so i love you know having an opportunity to sit and talk with him about that and so that was great uh i want to mention once again about my social media um, you know, again, I will do my utmost to have those recipes uh, online. Um, the ones that he spoke of uh, recipes, creations, because as you could see, it was just put a little bit of this, put a little bit of that. that. Um, 
in in a in a dish or to prepare something, I, I will make it available after the show uh, on my Facebook page or the show Facebook page. Uh, but uh, if you're also interested in just following me on Twitter, uh, it is at unbougiefoodie. Uh, Instagram is the underscore unbougiefoodie. And then, of course, you could always um, share your suggestions or thoughts or comments either about the show or uh, maybe a recipe or a new restaurant or something uh, that you would like to maybe see showcased or um, uh, as a topic on the show. Uh, contact me at theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com uh, and I'll be more than happy to share that with the community um, because again this show is about sharing and you know getting you interested in foods that are uh, just new foods cuisines restaurants um, you know in the Twin Cities so yeah check it out <laughs> Uh, if you're interested also in uh, listening to the show, if you probably are not as local, you have the ability of listening to the show on the TuneIn app. Uh, so download that on any of your mobile devices and take it with you on the go. Uh, so again, that's the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N app, uh, and it's free. Uh, you could stream any of your shows live, specifically the Unbougie Foodie, uh, and get always stay get caught, get caught up, always stay caught up. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little geeked right now because you know that's the first time that I've had my father on on the on the air. We talked about that maybe about a few months ago, uh, and I wasn't sure if he was serious or not. But then, I don't know, we had a recent conversation. And I felt that I really want to have him on the, on the air or just talk about stuff like how he cooks, how he comes up with these ideas and so forth. So I, I felt that that was right now is an important time. So thank you. Uh, let me bring you up to date to a few either openings or just places that uh, if you're probably interested in uh, finding out okay so if you remember many months ago okay let's see July okay I uh, okay so many months ago uh, what uh, strip club closed and the chef that was there JD Fransky uh, longtime chef, owner. Uh, they closed their restaurant, and it was like, oh dang, you know. And then those of us that didn't get a chance to really experience you know, the wonderfulness that I understand that was strip club, heartbroken. But he's opened another one, and it's been open for a while, maybe about ten days now. So um, September. 20th, I believe, is when this article uh, mentions there is a new, it's a French uh, restaurant, and it is referred to as the Bar Brigade. Bar Brigade is located at uh, 470 Cleveland Avenue South, and that's in St. Paul. Um, very approachable. When you hear the word French, are, are you, do you feel that you are 
like you you really you have to know specifically a, a type of french um dish that you want and and it keeps you away from it well yeah you don't have to worry about that in this instance because they're describing it describing it as a place that's very approachable so to me that means a person that really doesn't know anything or knows very little about french cuisine but really would like to enjoy a really great experience of food and a different culture can go to this restaurant and enjoy themselves and find something amazing on the menu um if you go to, you could certainly go to their website as well, which is barbergade.com. Um, that will, you know, definitely show you some, um, you know, items that are on the menu. Um, I'm trying to do that right now. Oh wow! Stuck in there. <laughs> ah, and. Yeah, I, there's just, I'm clicking on the menu right now and just going through it. And some of the items that are, are there are there, you know, for starters, um, you have olives and almonds. Um, and these are, again, just starters or appetizers. Um, they're oysters or mussels, um, salads that are on the menu, um, broccoli, lentils, almonds, feta, and uh, lemon uh, lemon vinaigrette. Uh, as a salad um, there's again because the way that the French eat they're either they're small portions um, and at times they're just in this case there's one section that's just cheese where a specific type along with some grapes and some olives um, another with a walnut honey chutney um, sheep's milk and some marmalade so it, it varies to the those are just small either plates uh, or appetizers that you can actually have. And then it goes on to the dinners um, sections, roasted chicken thighs with spinach and potatoes, um, grilled trout um, with squash and lemon, you know, a lemon sauce. OK, this one I'm just going to say may be the one that I go there and yeah, get into uh, wild boar bourguignon bourguignon wild boar um, I am such a person of wide I will try something you know interesting unique I, I am so into that I, I that caught my attention and I'm like I'm in who wants to go with me because I would love to try that but they have other other items as well but again like i mentioned definitely go to you know i would encourage you to visit their website which is barbergay.com so you could find out um more information um, for on your own um you know my father mentioned about passion for cooking uh and and for doing something great with food um here the article talks about J.D. Um, Fransky and co-owners, um, uh, Mr. O'Reilly. Oh man, I think I've forgotten his name. Or Maddie O'Reilly. Sorry, 
Mr. O'Reilly. I apologize. Um, they have a passion for food. They have a passion for this type of French cuisine. And it's going to, you know, you'll be able to have a really great experience. They have not only, you know, I know meat options, but they have vegetarian options as well. Um, so I mentioned some, you know, there's um, a pastry that they have with mushrooms, tomatoes, and um, uh, and I think it's um, shvered cheese. Uh, there's, you know, other red meat options as well. I mentioned the um, the wild boar and a few other things. But still, uh, going to their website uh, will give you a better opportunity to determine what you would like to have. So Bar Brigade, once again, they're located, approachable um, French cuisine. They're located at 470 Cleveland Avenue South, uh, Cleveland Avenue South. And that's again in St. Paul. Um, You'll be pleased at, you know, the pricing, too. I'm just going to say that, put that out there. Uh, Next place, uh, this one, this one, I think uh, that, you know, also they mentioned it's already a, a a popular uh, place. It is called the Naughty Greek. Uh, the Naughty Greek. They uh, they are going to be opening up a second. Um, uh, they're originally. And let me start with that. They're originally at on Snelling and Selby uh, Avenue in Saint Paul, but they're going to be opening another on like in the Midway area, I believe could be wrong uh, but it says 2400 uh, uh, University Avenue St. Paul that's near the corner of University and Raymond Avenues uh, I think what in the C and E Lofts building so that's by the end of before the end of the year um, but their current location um, you know well one location that we know that is directly open is Snelling and Selby uh that's a really popular area too because there's just like three or four different places around there that you could go to and just enjoy really great food uh yeah naughty greek hmm naughty greek interesting oh i'm sorry (laughs) so (laughs) The Naughty Greek, their website, um, you know, to find out more information, go to thenaughtygreek.com. Uh, you can find out uh, more of their, about their menus. Uh, this was one that I had talked about months ago. Um, the different types of small plates that they had available. Um, I love having, I and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it correctly but tatsiki uh and it's strained greek yogurt garlic cucumber um and then it's really just put over any type of meat or vegetable plate very very simple uh and that's what they call it too simply tatsiki that's it's some great stuff um i think you can make it at home too your own version i'm just saying your own version (laughs) Uh, but uh, a baked spinach pie. 
uh, fresh out the oven, wrapped in filial dough with uh, baby spinach, leeks, um, fresh feta cheese, dill and parsley, uh, crispy zucchini. Uh, it's lightly dusted in flour, coated in seasoned breadcrumbs. These are just a few of the small plates that they have available. Uh, they have, and then you, you know, progressively you go to like a salad. Uh, tabule uh, that is parsley couscous uh, tomatoes uh, mint onion and lemon dressing uh, and then if you wanted to you could on any one of these salads whatever you could add maybe chicken or pork gyro um, and then even beef or or lamb uh, if you wanted to the beef of course is ground but uh, they have a kale salad there's something about a kale salad that I just I enjoy I, I don't have kale enough like how I really want to but this one it's chopped kale romaine sal- uh, you know and romaine uh, with scallions tomatoes um, and carrots uh, feta Greek um, cheese and a red wine vinaigrette dressing and that's their kale salad again they have other items you know um, meats and so forth pork chicken beef um etc and then other uh plates as well that are a little bit larger there's one they have on there that's called the wicked meat platter this is lamb chops uh pork gyro chicken and beef i believe that's a sovlaki uh or it could be a beef or lamb kebab the wicked meat platter and that's served with uh fries uh, maybe a pita, onions, tomatoes, and um, tzatziki sauce. Um, or I don't want to say sauce. Dressing is probably better to say. So, again, check out their menu, The Naughty Greek. They're going to be opening another location uh, on University, 2400 uh, University in St. Paul. Uh, you know, that's going to be on like University and Raymond, if I um, the information. Uh, so there you have it for those one more additional uh, item I want to mention I was looking at a recipe or someone showed me a recipe that I thought was quite interesting so moving on from restaurants that are opening but a recipe uh, that I want to share that I thought was was simple it was easy um, and it's broiled fish and depending upon what type of fish that you enjoy uh, you really can you know make it something very tasty Uh, the ones that they are using as an example are either grouper snapper halibut um, or one of those types Uh, and then you know the ingredients that are with it butter lemon um, some mayonnaise hot sauce um, some Parmesan cheese and then salt and pepper. Uh, and if you recall, that same type of, I think, you know, process that my father was talking about, they were saying that uh, in this recipe, you would line a baking um, sheet with foil and oil and then um, spray the foil with maybe some nonstick spray, uh, seasoning the fish lightly with maybe salt and pepper. And then squeezing lime juice, uh, maybe a half of a lime, over the over the fish fillets themselves. Uh, 
and then use a bit of butter, you know, room temperature. Uh, and, you know, you're going to actually place that in the oven. But before you do that, there's the mixture of, you know, there was the mayonnaise and, and cheese and so forth that is actually being used. So you're actually going to mix three tablespoons of mayonnaise and a half a cup of finely grated uh, Romano or Parmesan cheese. Um, I, if you want a little bit of spice, you could certainly add a dash of hot sauce, uh, like sriracha or maybe Frank's um, in there to kind of like spice it up a little bit. But going back to the fish, so that's, you know, preparing that. So you're then going to broil the fish on the rack uh, in like one third of the oven. Then that's going to be about five minutes just until it's really flaky. Um, you don't want to put the... Uh, the fish right up underneath a broiler or it's going to burn uh, and that's not what you want you really just want it to kind of start to get flaky and again five or uh, five minutes should be that sufficient time for that to occur um, I would say that snapper is my favorite to do in this instance uh, but Again, you could use halibut. I, you know, I'm thinking of all the different types that could be possibly used, and why not even use maybe a, a you know, some salmon. Uh, yeah, I have some ideas that I'm going to be doing based on my father's conversation today or interview today. But uh, when the uh, after being in the uh, the broiler for about, or in the oven, excuse me, for about five minutes. You want to take that out. Um, it's going to have some extra sauce, you know, because of that liquid and everything. Um, you can just spoon that up and put it over uh, the fish. But remember the, the mayonnaise and cheese or, uh, or um, a Parmesan cheese mixture that you made? You want to then spoon that over the top of the fish and then place it back in the oven. But this time you're actually going to put it in the broiler for about mm, two minutes. Um, and that topping is then going to get nice and bubbly uh, and then be golden brown. Uh, and that's it. So you're looking at a time of about six minutes. Well, I'll say ten minutes because you're also preparing the the topping itself that you're going to place uh, over the fish before you place it in the broiler. Um, so altogether about 10 minutes to actually do this uh, recipe or this broiled uh, fish recipe. And I, I guess I've heard really great things about it and I'm going to try it, but I thought I would share it. So if you are interested, you will see this also as one of the recipes um, that is available uh, on the website or on my Facebook page. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, so look for that. Uh, it's just referred to as easy broiled fish. That's it. Easy broiled fish. Very simple. You could probably serve, I would say, maybe some asparagus uh, with it. I'm a person that loves to presentation and everything like that. So I say maybe about eight or nine asparagus stalks and then place a, this broiled fish right on top. 
and if you have any of that sauce left over or whatever uh, you could kind of like drizzle that over the top of the fish and the asparagus yeah am I making you hungry I hope so <laughs> so yeah make sure you're you're available to see these recipes and these items as well so I like I said I'll make them available gosh the time the time the last thing though I want to cover I can't forget about get your Groupon there's you know one that I'd like to mention which would be and it's just you know something very very simple if you're a coffee person uh well not a coffee person I won't say that it's not I don't know I, I, I don't want to say that <laughs> We'll leave it at no. We'll we'll do a meat we'll do a, a meat selection if you would. Probably you're looking for. I think I even talked about this in the past. You're looking maybe for uh, a what do you want to call it? A a good butcher. itch clothes. I think that's the way I'm about to pronounce this correctly. It's called uh, Elechkos, <laughs> I think. Uh, or I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Meats and Smokehouse. Anyway, uh, the address or where they're located is they're in South St. Paul, uh, 101 Raymond Street, South St. Paul 55075. Um, I'm going to spell it just in case anybody... I L L E T S C H K O Let's go uh, Meats and Smokehouse. So they have a value of, let's just say that you're looking for a large portion, you know, because Thanksgiving is coming up and you want to prepare. Uh, for $43, you could get $77 worth of meat. And, you know, definitely, you know, why not go to their for that deal, you can check out Groupon and it indicates that you get five six ounce sirloin fillets, five six ounce pork chops, uh, five six ounce chicken breasts. And, you know, as with any Groupon, you got to get it when you get it. It's going to end kind of soon, but just know that, uh, yeah, you can certainly find that. Uh, and get a great value and they do uh it's a full butcher butchering or meat service that is available number of specialty sausages and smoked goods um so you could visit their website or if you'd like to learn more you could certainly visit their website at i'm going to spell it itchgoes.com or illitsgoes.com I-L-L-E-T-S-C-H-K-O-S.com um, Again, Meats and Smokehouse. They are in St. Paul and are also in uh, Woodbury as well, as well as West St. Paul. They're all over. They're a number. Of, they cover and they serve a number of different communities. So South St. Paul, Ingrove, Ingrove, Invergrove Heights 
West St. Paul, Woodbury, etc. So just know that uh, it, they're available and uh, you can get a really great deal for $43. <sighs> so that is your Get Your Groupon. Oh my goodness. So we are coming to the top of the hour. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, gosh, once again, I want to thank my father for being um, allowing me the opportunity to interview him uh, and just talk about uh, you know, how he comes up with some of his creative um, dishes and some of the uh, dishes that he has created. You know, sharing you know his the ingredients and how he puts them together. Yeah, thanks, Daddy. I appreciate it. Cleveland Wright in from Los Angeles. So all of you that know him, yes, he's known now here in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, as I end this show, uh, in every instance, I want to thank you for um, tuning in. Uh, but also, as always, want to remind you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be. Because really, it is all about the food. Until next time, folks. Thank you.